Welcome to Texas Football. I'm Bob, our host. It's time for our Saturday conversation with the one and only Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com. On three, came out with the top 100 players in the country. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's a preseason list, but tell us what you think. This is this list is representative of the fact that it's May 19th or May 20th, actually, as this comes out. Uh, and we're looking for content, right? So, but it is an interesting discussion point because if you want to look at what's the total, total talent at Texas, I think you, it'd be hard to argue it's not on the uptick, right? It's, it's on the uptick, that's for sure. But what you're saying is pretty provocative, and I have to agree. The only guy on this list, actually, maybe two guys that are inarguable, the inarguable guy is Kelvin Banks, right? And then I think worthy you throw in, even if you, you know, we had some issues with drops and all that last year, the, the athleticism, the potential that the freshman year, uh, that was, he's a glaring talent, right? Ewers is a potential pick, right? Uh, A.D. Mitchell, we think he's going to have a big year. He's a potential pick. So I think there's some projection going on with this list. And I don't think that's wrong. In fact, I think uh, if you want to make the best list possible, you have to engage in a little bit of imagination of what the player could be within the construct of their team. And, and you see that with some other picks for other teams as well. Uh, the other thing that stuck out to me, Bobby, was the absence of a couple of Longhorn players. And yeah, it's it almost, felt, like there were, felt like there were at least two snubs, right? Well, this feels like an NFL projection, maybe, uh, rather than where college players are today playing the college football game. Jalen Ford should be on that list. Uh, I think that's – is that one of the guys you were thinking of, Bobby? Yeah, Jalen Ford, um, and then J.T. Sanders would be the other one. Um, I feel like uh, he's just – as a receiver, he can be a difference maker at that position that very few players can on the college level. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I think J.T. Sanders maybe overshadowed a little bit. Also, it's, it's a top 100 list of everyone in the country, so sometimes you run out of names. Uh, yeah, I think the other thing about him is – He's not a freak, right? He's, he's a fluid guy with good hands. He moves well. But, you know, he's not the guy from Georgia, Bowers, who's just an absolute freak show. Uh, so maybe as a tight end, you need to have that sort of uh, cachet to make this list. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think you know, I'd, I wouldn't be mad at anyone who didn't have Quinn Ewers on the list because they said, look, he hasn't done it yet. He has to do it. And then – you know, he might be a top 10 guy, but um, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's odd to me. To me, Banks is the most obvious choice. Next would be Worthy. And then I think Jalen Ford. And, and I, I can completely see JT Sanders. Mitchell and Ewers are very much projections. That doesn't mean they're wrong. Uh, when, when the tally of this season is completed, if A.G. Mitchell's caught 75 balls for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns, well, he belonged on that list, and he probably belonged higher, right? And to be honest with you, there are other guys out there that we talk about that might should be in that group as well. I mean, Jalen Catalan is a guy. I mean, where does Jalen Catalan sit if he's healthy? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Catalan, I, I wouldn't put him on this list if I was making it just because of the injury history. But I get your point. A healthy Jalen Catalan is one of the best 100 players in the country. No question. It, it, it makes – so I, I don't mind these lists. I think they're good exercises to your earlier point. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like if, we, if we're if we sitting there giving it too much value, I think people can read into them. Not unlike 
recruiting lists. Um, I will say this. These lists are more valuable in December. That's when they matter because that's when you've actually seen Caleb Williams win the Heisman or Drake May lead a, 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 a North Carolina team out of nowhere or B. John Robinson do what he did last year in face of uh, being every team's focal point that Texas played, right? I mean, from every single game, he was the guy. Uh, so I feel like that's that's where we got to worry and, and think about a little bit. Um, I want to take a time now because you and I do this every Saturday, and it's uh, at the behest of a, a good friend of ours that does a, a good job for folks, and that's Gabe Winslow. Uh, tell people about Gabe and what he does for a living and his sponsorship of this show. Yeah, well, if you're making a list of the top 100 mortgage guys in the state of Texas, Gabe's numero uno. No debate. It's proven on the field, and his potential is awesome as well. Uh, so Gabe, uh, he'll enjoy that. He'll get a tickle out of here in that one. Uh, 832-557-1095. Hey, lifetime Longhorn, passionate fan, huge supporter of all things UT. Even better than that, he's really damn good at what he does. Give him a call and find out. Even if you're in the conjecture phase, hey, I want to bounce some ideas off a guy. Uh, I'm not ready to buy yet, but how would I structure this? Give him a call. He'll shoot the breeze with you. He's really sharp. And he actually views this stuff as a challenge. He gets a lot of uh, personal satisfaction out of solving complex problems. Give him a call. Find out why. All right, uh, Paul, I want to move uh, to a different topic with you. Uh, and that's the pro football focus list is a little bit different, right? We've talked about this one. They actually went by position. Three offensive players were in their top 10 across mm. college football. They had Xavier Worthy at number four as a wide receiver. JT Sanders at number three and Kelvin Banks at number seven. They did not include Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers has been rated all over the map by folks. I, and I think that's because they see the talent, but not the production yet or not the uh, consistency of production. What do you make of, of these guys in, in their positional rankings? So PFF is about what you do, not what you could do, right? They grade every play. Uh, and I, I used to, I still have some reservations about aspects of their college rankings uh, at times, but their grading in college has also gotten better. Uh, their, their pro grading used was obviously better than college early in their career, uh, which you'd expect from pro football focus. Their, fo their focus was on pro football, but I think they've realized that there's a substantial college market. And also it's useful for their draft coverage, right? To understand these guys. So what's interesting is you don't have Quinn Ewers, which is perfectly dis defensible based on what they do. But then you don't have Jalen Ford, who is nothing but production, who may not be the most uh, projectable NFL prospect. You know, he might be, a, for all I know, a, a fourth or fifth rounder, right? But in the college game, are, are there 10 better inside linebackers? I, I can't name them. Can you? No, and, and look, he had 119 tackles last year, Paul. Yeah. I mean, we're talking okay. about the most – no, I mean, seriously, we're talking about the most prolific Texas linebacker uh, since Jordan Hicks, uh, Emmanuel Acho, guys, uh, Keenan Robinson, guys that played a long time in the league. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to say this, and this, this ties back into something that you and I talked about uh, as well. And it relates not only to the PFF grades, but also uh, to the ones from on three. 
you know, in that on three list, there were only two or three other big 12 players in that group that Texas will play. Uh, you mentioned uh, to me when we were just talking that uh, the big offensive lineman from uh, BYU would be one of that top 100 players. Uh, the yep. defensive back out of uh, uh, of TCU that transferred in from uh, Louisiana Monroe, uh, Josh Newton was in that group. Uh, Cooper Beebe, the offensive lineman out of Kansas State, another. Um, last year, there were Texas played 16 players of the, uh, in the top 100 draft picks. Okay. A lot of those, half of almost half of them were from Alabama. If that is the difference this year, take, just extrapolating those top 100 that on three came out with, Texas only plays 11 this year mm-hmm. okay, by comparison uh, and has four themselves overall. So not only am I looking at this PFF grade right now, Paul, I'm trying to also think about how this all relates from a, what does it mean from a who Texas plays perspective from a talent uh, standpoint? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, well, to, to clarify and, and to just to build on Bobby's point, uh, Bama has five dudes on that on three list. The rest of the Big 12 combined, Bobby and I searched the list. We found three players, and, and the guy from BYU is Kingsley Sumatea. Whenever I can pronounce a Samoan player's name or a Tongan <laughs> player's name correctly, then I'm going to show off, and I'm going to do it every opportunity I get. Uh, but So Texas has more players on that top 100 list than the rest of the Big 12 combined. So either that list is predicated on visibility and maybe uh, being high profile a little too much, or this reflects a real talent gap between the Longhorns and the teams they're going to be playing. And to your point, Bobby, uh, we're not running any of those dudes when we play Wyoming or Rice. Uh, It's going to be Bama. It's going to be some teams here or there that will have a standout in the Big 12 uh, conference schedule. But we're going to play – Many, many teams where we are going to have the better talent. And more, more importantly, we'll have some experienced talent because certainly inexperience at key positions hurt us last year. Uh, if you can bridge that gap and if Sark turns out to be a, a worthy game day coach, um, I think you just have another level of analysis that suggests optimism because we can break down the stuff in a, a bunch of different ways and, you know, here's how teams are going to play us and here's what our offense could do schematically. You know, I remember talking to TJ Ford one time and we were talking about um, 
<laughs> defenses and offenses in college and basketball. And he was talking and, you know, he's super knowledgeable. He has a very high fo- about basketball IQ. And at the end, he just went, yeah, in the end, it might just come down to how many dudes you have. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, sometimes, sometimes these kinds of lists are helpful because it shows you how many dudes you have. I, I go back to, so TCU had eight guys drafted last year. Yes, they had dudes. Yep. Um, Kansas State, not only did they have the, the defensive end drafted, Julius Brents, the safety, went early second round. Two um, guys in their second Yeah. And, and so I just wonder at, at some level how off the Big 12 is going to be overall and if that plays into Texas's hand a little bit because Texas is on the upswing, to your point. Um, and what does it all mean? And and I also, you know, I think another thing, Cincinnati was a team that for the last two years under Luke Fickle has lost a lot of talent, right? They they would have been in that mix. Uh, they had two or three players drafted. Um, in Central Florida, I don't know enough about them. I don't know enough about BYU. A uh, lot, you know, U of H has lost half their team, I think. So uh, it's interesting to see just what the talent disparity is and what it might mean. Um, it just comes down to is this, you know, everything points to this possibly being Texas's year and the talent being a big part of that, in my opinion. Yep. I, I look, I, not to bury the lead here because I, I want to, I'm going to write my thinking Texas football preview, but. One of my major big picture thesis, you know, premises and theses is going to be, or theses. What's the plural of thesis, Bobby? Theses, theses. It's with an e s. Theses. <laughs> that sounds a little too much like something else. I, I don't want to say that. How about one of my premises <laughs> is that the Big Twelve's down. Now, I don't think every team is awful. I think you're going to have several competent or above average teams, but. The Big 12 is going to be down no matter how you slice it. And these lists are just another example of how you can slice it. And I understand people. Uh, look, we had a, a guy from on three, a writer, national writer, I guess, ranking the, the Big 12 power rankings. Right. And had Texas number one. Uh, I think TCU was two or three or there were three. And, and I, I can tell you, I don't think that's correct. I don't think people fully understand what losing eight NFL draft picks does to a program like TCU. This is not a reload sort of program. And ask, ask Baylor from the year before. I mean, when are we going to learn our lesson on this? Right? We, we we did we I didn't do this, but a lot of people did the same thing. Oh, who has the most returning starters? Baylor. Well, Baylor won the Big Twelve. Well, they lost six dudes to the NFL, dummy. You don't think those are the guys carrying the team? Like, come on. So anyway, I'm yelling at a fictional uh, analyst here, Bobby. But uh, yeah, look, any way you slice it, this is just another way to say whether if you're looking at Texas in and of itself, hey, should Quinn Ewers be better this year than last year? Yes. Should Xavier Worthy be better this year, healthy than last year? Yes. Is A.D. Mitchell better than our outside receiver, X receiver last year? Yes. Is it's, You can go down the line, right? Uh, so you can look at that and say Texas will be improved, but you can also look at it relatively because you played the people on your schedule. And I can tell you almost every team in the big 12 is going to be about the same or down. And the new additions are not very good. 
Uh, I hate to tell you this, but losing Tank Dell <laughs> is going to hurt the University of Houston <laughs> about as much as the loss of any one player in college football. And it's not exactly like U of H was great last year. So uh, I just think that Texas, a lot of things are lining up. And, you know, inside Texas is pretty realistic. Uh, occasionally we can be a little cynical even. But the fact that everyone with a lot of divergent viewpoints on Texas football we're all pretty optimistic about what's going to happen this year. And I think there's, this is just another, this is just another confirmation of, of our potential biases. Got it. Um, Paul, you have anything else you want to bring up on this Saturday? Huh? What else we got, Bobby? You got any uh, good plays for nine-year-old flag football team? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I do actually. And, it, it, and I'm going to bring this up because at that level, it's everything about what TJ Ford says. Hand it to the dude. <laughs> yeah, I coached last year and I had some dudes and our, my record reflected it. This year I have fewer dudes and I'm doing a lot of scheming, a lot of coaching things up, a lot of deception. Uh, I, I can't just uh, hand the ball off anymore. So, well, uh, yeah, this is a good test for me as a coach. It may be like the Florida Atlantic basketball team that made it so far, made it to the final four run mesh, right? That's what they did at, in their inbounds play. Yeah. I, I get lots of helpful suggestions from parents, Bobby. And, and they include things like, have you ever thought of throwing a, a throwback pass? Cause that might be open because people over pursue and you're like, yeah, I'll just have my nine-year-old quarterback reverse field, throw across his body, 35 yard rope to a receiver my best receiver is diabetic, by the way. So that should also go well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, lots of uh, this. If, if, hey, I got to say, if you're a critic of football or football coaches, I strongly encourage you to coach a local youth team, not only because it helps out kids in a society that young males need direction and good leadership, but also it will give you a great deal of sympathy for coaches. And uh, tell you what, I'll never make fun of a coach for having a coach on the field either, by the way. Coaches on the field will win you a game because I got my coach on the field and he's not very good, but that kid has a football IQ and I can yell something to him and he'll go lock it down. So I, I will never mock a coach on the field ever again. I, I got to be honest, the, the best uh, story for my coaching career uh, comes uh, as a five-year-old girls soccer coach for my daughter. Ooh. I was co-opted into it because I was the only parent that would step up and be the coach. Yet when it came time, I had some parents telling me how to coach. I was like, look, I don't understand the rules. I've yeah. never played. I didn't play soccer. I, you know, I'm like, I'm just doing my best out here to get them to practice and go kick a ball around. Right. And uh, so that's, that was, that was the end of my, I only made it to five-year-old girls soccer uh, on that level. So I, it is what it is. Parents, if you have, I will say this, if you have suggestions for your uh, junior high or middle school coaches or little league coaches, uh, be polite. Uh, that would be my only uh, my only suggestion to you guys. All right. Well, not only that, can I just add, while it is true that many coaches can indeed be idiots, you should also consider the fact that you, the parent, are also an idiot. <laughs> well, you can be. All right. Hey, Paul, I appreciate it, dude. You have a hey, good weekend. Fun. Good luck with the flag football game. And uh, we'll see you again next Saturday on the Saturday Conversation on Texas Football.